the first book of Kings that we have been hearing from throughout these days, back in ordinary time, really is the making of a great Hollywood soap opera. I mean, the intrigue and what goes on within this, this account of the book of Kings is amazing. As we're listening to the story of Elijah, the prophet of God, the last prophet of, God, of Israel that is left. As we know the story, Ahab was the king of Israel and was appointed by God. And what did he do? He married Jezebel. Jezebel, who was not Hebrew, not part of the, Hebrew, or the covenantal people. And Jezebel had her own religion, her own gods. And in order to appease Jezebel, his wife, he permitted her to place altars to Baal where next to the altars of God, the true God, the God of the covenant of Israel. And so therefore he blasphemed against God. See, this is where you cannot, you cannot manipulate the truth. You cannot manipulate that which is true to try and get, let everyone get along. The truth is what sets us free. And therefore we must be rooted in the truth so that we can be instruments that the Lord calls us to be. And so now we have all of these new, these new prophets of Baal running around in the kingdom of God. And Elijah being the last prophet and the, and, and the, the conflict that basically Elijah is calling, this one man is causing against this pagan religion. And so what you have today is you have the ultimate conflict. Jezebel keeps hammering her husband Ahab to get rid of him, to, to stop it. And so they call all the prophets together, the 450 of Baal and the one of God, the true God. And, and Elijah comes up with the plan. This is what we're going to do. And then not only is he come up with this plan, but then do you see, do you see, this is, the, this is the confidence he had that God, the Lord of Israel, was the true God. Because not only does he come up with this plan, but as it's not working for the prophets of Baal, as their, their offering is not being consumed, what does he do? He taunts them. He taunts them. He gets them even more aggravated. Maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he moved. Maybe he's walking. Maybe he just doesn't hear you. So, so he really pushes the envelope, which indicates how confident he was that the Lord of Israel was going to come to his aid. Because if God, if the, if the offering of Baal was not, if the offering of Elijah wasn't consumed, those prophets of Baal would have killed Elijah. And that would be the end of the story. And so not only is he so confident that God will answer, he almost makes it impossible for anyone to, to burn up the offering. He, wet, he puts water on it. Eight jugs of water he places over this. And the true God comes and manifests himself, which, as we will find out in the rest of the story, still does not make him popular among the people of, in power. And so now his life is numbered. Jezebel wants him dead, as we will see as we continue the story tomorrow. But the important thing to remember, my dear friends, in this whole account is the tremendous trust and confidence that Elijah has in God. And he is a powerful, powerful reminder to you and me that it is God and God alone who is the source of our strength. 
It is not in man that we find redemption. It is only in God that we find redemption, and through our humanity's cooperation with God that we can find our redemption. So, you know, you can have, you can have science, you can have all of these things, all of these studies going on, all of this happening, but if you are a godless person, if you are a godless person trying to find the cure to cancer, guess what? You're not going to find it. You're not going to find it because it's only with, through, and in God. And this is the truth that sets us free. This is the understanding, and Jesus tells us what? That it is, he has not come to, get to, to dissolve any part of the law. Now remember what we heard on Monday. Jesus tells us, blessed, blessed are those, blessed are those, blessed are those. And so therefore, with, through, and in Christ, the law is not a burden to us, but a law, the law becomes a part of our, our happiness, part of our blessing, part of our joy. Oh my gosh, did you hear that? Uh, the, the law becomes our joy. Doesn't always feel like it, because we have to, we have to die to ourself. We have to get our will in union with God's will, and that is the whole path of the spiritual life. But as we grow in the spiritual life, the burden of the law becomes much more refreshing. It is no longer burdensome, but that becomes, for you and me, a blessing. So my dear friends, let us take the example of Elijah, this prophet of God, and recognize God's tremendous power at work within us and through us. Let us have this confidence that Elijah had in his trust implicitly in God and God alone. And let us pray that through our example, our confidence and trust in the Lord may be the instrument and vehicle that this world needs to lead it ever closer to our loving God. God bless you.